them, San Fran. We haven't been able to beat. But they're ever since uh, the Russell Wilson trade. Before that, San Francisco was never a problem for us. They said the moment he left uh, Seattle, we haven't beat them. Well, no offense to Gino, but Russell Wilson, even in the last year, is probably as is probably just as good as Gino, if not slightly better than him right now. Anyways, but while we see you know the last couple ripping it up right now. No, no, I'm talking about like. In that last year of the contract compared to what Gino is. Like, obviously, obviously this version of Russell is much different than last year's yeah. version of Russell, too, right? Last year's Russell wasn't good, but I was just seeing the last year of Russell's contract, what Gino's kind of given them. Yeah. Gino's played slightly better, but he hasn't played that much better than that version of Russell. And that's why the team is where they are right now. So everybody here, there was, was like looking at memes of how like people want uh, the current Russ. Like, even if we had one bad year last year with him and we had kept him, that this year uh, he would have been better. But it's like you're forgetting that you know how many other pieces came with that trade, too. It's not just Gino and Russ got yeah. switched. Yeah. Fuck it. There was a lot of picks. You also basically get yeah. back our uh, first, uh, first round picks and shit because of the Jamal Adams trade and all that other stuff. Right. That one basically erased that trade and gave you guys some yeah. additional assets. And those are we are we live with this right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, you're right. Like, the, those draft picks, you also got, was it Cross you got out of it? At Witherspoon? Witherspoon. Cross. Yeah. Uh, Gino, Gino, Noah fan. And, the and then I think their uh, defensive guy from them. Oh, the, the, what, the defensive tackle, I think. Yeah. Right? There was one other piece to right. But overall, that trade's not something you'd go back and, I don't think you'd go back and do again because you also have to factor two things too. Not only that, they would have had to pay Russell, and they're what they're paying Russell right now compared to what they're playing uh, Geno Smith and the amount of money they saved yeah. allowed them to afford other guys and make their team. Since uh, what is it called? Um, since uh, Russell's left, Seahawks are paced to make the playoffs twice. Uh, twice, yeah. And Broncos are just happening this year. That's more I think Peyton coming in and being like Russell. Yeah, this is how you need to play. Stop fucking doing your shit that you're doing. You're not Tom Brady. Yeah. You're not Peyton Manning. You're Russell fucking Wilson. If you want to win games, you got to play this way. And he's done it. He's done a better yeah. job, right? Sure. But at the end of the day, for the Seahawks, you got you found a cheaper replacement. We'll talk about the replacement in a second here. You added all the additional draft picks. You saved all the cap room. And you just got rid of the whole Russell Wilson negativity no, vibe toward the end, right? Like it was. There hasn't been as much drama, if any drama. From the Seahawks yep. in the last couple of years since he's left, right? Yep. So just that's something that's underrated overall is just the team atmosphere. I mean, obviously Seahawks are in trouble right now with Geno Hurt. Question is how hurt is Geno? Sure. He's been he even prior to his injury, he hadn't been that good for a bunch of games. Yeah. And yeah, we can't just keep thinking that, oh, it's this injury that's causing the issue. We've seen it just before the injury too. So it's kind of even last year, at the end of the season, you know, the last like five games, it was we saw that this guy was becoming a turnover machine. He's not looking behind him anymore. The guys are coming in, punching the ball out. He's holding it too long. He'll run 15, 20 yards back and get sacked. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? 15 to 20 yards back. You just got to toss that bitch away. Even if you're still in the pocket and we get like uh, grounding calls or whatever the fuck it is, that lose uh, a down, we do not need a 20 yard loss when we get like, like, on a. Uh... On a grounding two, eh? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. From where the but he, goal is. But yeah. But the point is right. Like, get the ball out of your head. Get you have some. You look at all the playmakers around him. Right, Jicks, uh, Jed, like he made a phenomenal catch the other day in the snapshot. You know, you'd like to see him get the ball more. Yep. DK's starting to play better. You know, he's had some better games. Lockett hasn't been the same for the last few games. I'm not sure what's up with him. He yep. usually, but he's very good with uh, touchdowns. So yep. he's going to have a game where he's going to get like two touchdowns on like two catches for like yep. 30 yards or something. He's been on their injury report every week. Yeah. yeah. I think he's, like he's older too now, right? Oh, yeah. He's like third. I think he's over the age of thirty. If yeah, I'm mistaken, he's, right? Yeah, he's definitely up there now, and he's just trying to preserve his body too, right? Like you can tell the way he plays now is when he catches that ball. He's not trying to do the after the catch yards as much. He's the guy that wants to get to the ground. It's like I got you the first down. I'm going to the ground. I'm not getting hit. And... But that also limits some of your value. Oh, it's where so you're hitting him, right? Yeah, like because then did those plays. Yeah, you got to sit first down for say 15 yards. But now we might be still out of like field goal position or like we didn't get in the red zone territory now. Right. Do other things to play call change. Well, and that makes a huge difference, especially when you're a team that relies on, you know, play action, the running, the yeah. yards after the catch. So, you know, they've had a lot of injuries that I know have made a difference too. Like you're saying, obviously with him, Lockett right now has been on the injury report. They're losing Kenneth Walker didn't help because yep. he went from two very good running backs to one very good running back. And I know Charbonneau has played really well and he's done really well the last couple of games, but it's, it would be nicer if you had both guys in there because then you would have one of them pretty much playing the entire game, right? Yeah. So now you have to rely on other depth pieces. And that's the issue that Seahawks are facing right now is that they just don't have enough good players, good depth to compete with the top teams in the NFL right now. I think they're going to make the playoffs or... And if they do, they're probably going to be about a 9 and 8, 10 and 17, most likely going to be playing Detroit or San Fran. Yeah. Preferably Detroit, if you're Seahawks fans, as you've already beat them this year. And you, again, what is it called? We just saw what happened with, the, you know, yesterday with the, uh, no, two days ago, sorry, with the San Francisco defense against Gino, right? So yeah. I think, and, and at this time of the year, you know, 12, 12 weeks in, you kind of want to be playing better as you yeah. get into the postseason instead of, and, you know, those issues should have been something that should have been fixed earlier. But I know injuries can make a huge difference. Gino's hurt. I think that well. The offensive line's taken a beating this year. Yeah, too. we haven't got, we haven't played our starting offensive line since week five, I think, or four. We lost two of our main tackles. Uh, what's it, the two new guys that came in? Uh, Abe and uh, Lucas? Or... Him, Abe, Lucas, oh, and, Lucas and, uh, yeah. and the other guy. One was Stone Forsyth. He's kind of been banged up. And then the guy that played on the other side of Lucas. Did you guys just call up Peters? Or is yeah, it... so he's a fucking... I think he's broke. The oldest <laughs> guy in the Or he lost football. I don't know, man. I never figured out. And he uh, had two really bad penalties in the game. Because he's kind of like, he's you know, slow, just man. coming in. Yeah, and he's a slow guy. And he doesn't know, you know, like the timing and shit on Gino and when they're going to do their plays. So they had a lot of... Uh, um, offensive uh, movements and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, small starts. Start, right? And I think that's probably going to be their biggest part because they're deep. Like, defensively, they can play decent. Mm -hmm. But if you have a bad offense and you keep giving uh, the ball back into the hands of the opposite offense and your defense is on the field, they can only do so much. They're going to be tired. They're yep. going to get banged yep. up. You know, we're losing kind of guys on that side too. So hopefully they could kind of plan together something here and figure something out to finish this all because they have some hard matchups. Right? we got Cowboys coming up. Yeah. we got Philly coming up. we got San Francisco coming 
but we're going to be heading two, there. Two weeks, right? Yeah. And then we'll probably play Cardinals again. And then we also in there have one other tough team too. Well, and you know, the next game against San Fran is going to be in San Francisco. So you guys got them on a short week at home and now you're going to be playing them in their house yeah, with their pass rush with that. And you know, if that crowd gets lit at the start of the game, I mean, I Seahawks are going to be, got to be careful because there's other teams coming and one of those teams are the Packers right now after coming off an absolute shit kicking yeah. of the Detroit Lions who were expected to finally win a uh, actual playoff game. Yeah. Not a playoff game, but a Thanksgiving game. Just a quick note on the Seahawks next three games at Cowboys at 49ers home to the Eagles, which were, which is the game we'll be going to. So this is going to be one hell of a three weeks. I think this next three week stretch is pretty much going to decide if they make the playoffs or not. Yeah. They could easily go in three in the next three games and the records goes to six and eight. Yeah. Or they, they yeah. need to win one to keep the record at seven and seven at worst. Yeah. And then they got the Titans, Steelers and Cardinals, which I think they could win all three there yeah. too. You know, yeah. But I could see them losing one out of those three games as a random thing. So it's gonna be one they could lose is the Cardinals. You know, it's a divisional matchup. Those guys are pain in the ass. They'll mm-hmm. fight till the bitter end. Yep. And yep. they kind of know us, our system. We know their system a bit. And you got Murray back, and you know it's gonna be an end of the season game. So he's gonna be fighting for obviously like show for that I'm still a good quarterback, and this injury doesn't define him. Well, and then Steelers got a good defense as well. Even though the yeah. offense is brutal, who knows? Really, you know team. that offensive coordinator change might make a difference. And Titans are, and the weird thing in the Titans game is it's an East Coast game. Yeah, right. You're playing on. Uh, you're playing in the morning, and we suck at East Coast morning games. It's actually gonna be, our kryptonite. And you're coming off a game against the Eagles before yeah. that. You played the 49ers. Cal, like you got a bunch of games coming up. They're not easy games. I could see Seahawks losing the next five out of six. Yeah. Right, they could lose all six potentially. I don't think they're going to be that bad, but if you look at the all the games they are coming up, none of them are considered like super easy games. Yeah. They're not playing the worst teams in the league by any means here, yeah. right? The Titans game is probably the one game I think they'll probably still be able to win, but because it's on the East Coast on a you know on an early morning game after the Eagles game the week before, we'll see how they fare. Now, um, we can talk about Seahawks all, all yeah. day right now. So one of the teams I kind of mentioned right before that was the Packers. Yeah, you know, shit kicked uh, the Lions on Thanksgiving. Love is looking like that next QB for the next fifteen years, which means <laughs> Green Bay is gonna get one in a Super Bowl probably in the next ten to twelve years, and have eight or nine others where the fan base is like, "Yo, why can't we win a championship?" That seems <laughs> to be the thing, right? One with Rogers, one with Favre, and probably gonna be one with Love at some point. Um, and some probably beef with the Seahawks, as usually all these guys happen throughout the next uh, 10 yep. years, right? So, yeah. Um, all jokes aside, though, legit, they're playing well, man. They're, they didn't have Aaron Jones. Their run game was still well. Love looked like a starting franchise quarterback. In the last three, four games, I think he's been third in the league in QBR right now, too. So he's playing like a top QB. Yep. His receivers, you know, Watson, we, we put on the guy last week, but yep. kind of heard what we said about him straight up. He came back Absolutely. with like a fire under his ass. And yeah, and I think they needed that because, you know, they saw, we saw Reed and uh, Dalbs, they were starting to rip a patch up. And then obviously adding Watson to that with those guys even hot and they were making some big catches, yep. some big plays. And then I think, I think they lost Musgrave, right? 
lost Musgrave to like a kidney issue, but their back cracked or whatever. That uh, can catches too. So they have like everybody there and, you know, Dylan does enough for the team and then their backups are obviously doing enough because they did have the run. Love can run too. He had a couple plays where he, I think he got like 20, 30 yards on some runs. He looked like a legit, he had legit wheels on those runs too. It wasn't just a fluke that a run. He literally outran guys. And I think you, that's like same thing we talked about with Russell Wilson and him having to go back a little bit to what he used to do is go for those runs and not go for those runs where you're trying to, you know, get 30 yards and become a, uh, Josh Allen or something like that and get banged up on those, just get to a spot and slide. Like Russell Wilson's super good at it. He's been using it now. That's helped him in all the games so far that they've won is that slide. Getting those five to six yards, five to six yards, because it makes your third downs so much smaller. And I think that's what uh, Green Bay did a really good job. Get your third down small so you don't have to convert such long ones and then have yeah. a shitty percentage on your third downs. They're, you know, they had a bunch of injuries too. Like yeah. it feels like, Whoever their strength and conditioning coaches, I feel like they've had injuries for years. Always dudes with injuries. Alexander's got a back issue every week. Yeah. Missing multiple guys, playing on a short week on the road. And it felt like old times for our Packers Lions rivalry right now, right? The Packers QB rips a patch on you, makes some phenomenal throws, runs the ball here. Next thing you know, you're getting spanked on live TV when everyone thought you were a legit contender. So, and they gave it to Detroit, which was we were expect. Everybody was expecting Detroit easy win. They're going to go to Green Bay. Yeah. Oh no, that was a home game for them. Right? Yeah, it was a home game for them. Yeah, that you know Green Bay is going to come in. They're going to beat their ass and send them back. You know, with their tails uh, between the legs. But right away, like how many touchdowns was that? Right in the first. Uh, or it was like 14 to three or yeah. 15 to six. Uh, they got wild. Like right away, defensive touchdowns and turnovers. Turnovers. had like three, four turnovers themselves again. That's two games in a row where golf has been absolutely horrendous with turnovers. Yeah. His issue is like if he has one, you know, multiple are coming. Like you could put all your money down and put the house on it. You know, when that one turnover comes, you know, it's going to be multiple. And then when he has none, those games are obviously his best because he's like, managing the ball super well the game's working really well it was just kind of weird because usually they pass a little bit more early on to their running backs and they did in the first half none of it and then the second half it was just constant passes to gibbs and i thought they could have there was a couple of plays where they should have just gave those one or two yard passes to montgomery because he takes off for like 20 to 40 yards at times with those ones and like he only catches one to two a game but his uh receiving yards are 20 to 40. So it's like I saw the plays where they could have just passed it to him, and I had a bet now. Everybody else hit in my bet, and he's the only guy that missed. one. And it was one pass to Montgomery. And I saw so many times, like, oh, if they had just given it to him, Montgomery was running that in for a TD. That's probably something they're going to have to take a look at because, you know, with the defense not playing really well the last few games, I mean, other than Hutchinson, yeah. branches yeah. had some issues. Their defense doesn't have enough playmakers. No. Their offense is, is good. But the issue with their offense is that if you know it's also Jared Goff as your quarterback, so no matter what, at the end of the day, you're not you're going to get a QB is probably in the top like not the top five ever, maybe that like eight to fifteen range or something in that range. So there's going to be games where he's not going to be playing as well as he normally would. But those last two games have not just been you know average games; they've been really really bad games on Goff's part. Takes him out of the rhythm of even being able to run with Montgomery and Gibbs more when you're behind so much. And Dan Campbell loves to run the ball. He's got two legit running backs. 
And I think that they got to simplify the game plan a little bit for him right now. Like you're saying, get some quick short throws to the running backs, run the ball, you know, run the ball, quick plays to the running backs, you yeah. know, two good ones, and let the defense kind of creep up a little bit. And I think the one part that's missing in their offense that they quite they don't quite have is that Amon St. Brown Amon, is a great receiver, but he's not a guy who's a vertical big chunk guy who you always have to account for and that, you know, those deep routes. So yeah. Jameson Williams is supposed to be that guy. He hasn't quite been that guy so right. far. Maybe he'll turn around, but if they need, they need a playmaker, they need multiple playmakers on defense, right? They're other than Hutchinson, they don't really have enough good key changers. Yeah. And on offense, golf is who he is, right? He's, you know, he's going to, he's a good to average QB, but they need more playmakers on, on offense. But, like, you know, three years, they've come so far with Dan Campbell that they finally got a sturdy, like, base of here's the good players, here we need to work on, and another year of drafting well. They're still in a great spot overall. Yeah. They're the second and third seed. Obviously, they have issues on defense, but it's things that they can hopefully correct. Otherwise, we're going to be pretty much talking about another Eagles and yeah. Philly, uh, not Eagles, or Eagles 49ers yeah. semifinal matchup here, right? Because yeah. I don't see any other team really making a difference at this point. No. Um, speaking of all, we talk about the Eagles and Chiefs rematch. Huge drop ball has kind of been the main talking point of that particular game. I remember watching it live. Uh, we in our fantasy league, if one guy had caught that, uh, MBS had caught that, yeah, the guy had Mahomes, he would have won his matchup. He was down four and a half points. That extra touchdown with that extra yard would have put him like a point right above what uh, to win, but he lost because of MBS. And I had a loss just because uh, Kelsey had the fumble, which it was just all the receivers for Casey just were kind of off. And, you know, the Eagles, they're a good team, but honestly, the Chiefs had the Eagles beat. There were just a lot of drop passes that would have gotten them the go-ahead touchdowns. And, I, you know, when you have that, uh, the confidence coming in, the, all that kind of pressure that you're putting on that one team, it kind of helps you win the game. But when those drop passes kept happening and all these little plays, it just gave Philly that little kind of light, the shining light of hope, and they fucking used it and won this game, which it was an ugly game, I think, for the Eagles overall, but ugly game on the other side for the Chiefs uh, receiving court. So this is how ugly it was. The third straight week where they haven't scored points in the second half. They haven't scored points in the second half. Who? Eagle. Uh, lost hands. They haven't scored in the second half. Big issue with that, like you mentioned, the drops turning into fumbles and just big drops in general. They lead the league in drops right now. That's just crazy. 20, I think they have 20. I think like they're they're somewhere that are like way ahead of second place. That's how bad these guys have been dropping the ball. And Mahomes throws like on the dot. Well, Mahomes, most, of the time. most of the time. And the other thing is like he's having one of his worst years. And yeah. after, you know, winning a Super Bowl without Tyreek, now they're really feeling the pinch because all the receivers they've drafted or traded for yeah. or signed as a free agent, none of them really have. Like Raji Rice, the second rounder, he's been good. He's been there, but, but he's a second rounder, yeah. right? Like he shouldn't be. It's very rare for guy rookies to come in and be your number one receiver. If he had a good role, he right now should probably be your like third best third. receiving option. Yeah. Kelsey hasn't been the same. Fumbles. He's getting older. He's like thirty four himself, yeah. right? Like how long does he really have left? He even talked about possible retirement in the off season yeah. himself, right? Yeah. He's had a lot of injury-related issues over the past couple of years, so gonna go through I that think we're game. heading to kind of that point where 
you know, last year they seemed like they focused on their draft picks and everything I talked about in the last podcast on their defense. That this year it looks like they're going to have to find ways to add some playmakers on offense because their defense is a Super Bowl winning. Yeah. And you always say I'm home, so no matter what, at the end of the day, they're probably going to make it to the semifinals or the yeah. Super Bowl, even though as we're talking, panicking about them today. They need more playmakers on offense. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to be able to find them between now and the Super Bowl. So internally, I don't, you know, Tony, Rice, Moore, MBS, Kelsey, can these guys come? I don't right now. I, it doesn't look promising. I One possible suggestion and might be worth looking into is getting the running game, uh, the, the running backs involved a bit more in the passing way more. Way more. Because they like that last game they used uh, that, uh, I think he's a tight end, ED4 Watson. Yeah. They used him the entire game. Like, And I had uh, Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey is a player yep, on a yep. bet. I had great to get 13 yards, over 13 yards. And usually he's been like, you know, the 40s and stuff, 30s. I was like, 14, this is not going to be a problem. That's one catch for this guy. They gave it to him early. He dropped another drop bucking receiver, dropped the pass, which would have been a 15-yard catch for him. And then after that, they didn't even target this guy. Well, and I saw him open a few times. I'm like, what the fuck? They keep going to Watson. They got an interception uh, thrown into Watson. A bunch of times he dropped the ball. It went right well, through the fucking hands. Watson? Yeah, Watson. Well, remember the last play of the game? Yeah, that, was, that should have been right through the hands. And I'm like, why you guys keep going to the same guy? Like, give it to the guys that you saw that were making your catches. Like, yeah, I think Kelsey got the fumble, but sometimes you just got to go back to him. You got to go back to uh, uh, Noah Gray. Like, those are guys that if you go back to them, that opens up again the other guys a tiny bit more with space. But again, fucking it's the drops just up. Well, I mean, you got Mahomes at the old God, LeBron. That was um, like, literally the backboard. They hit the backboard and then bounced out. Like, it was two feet off. Um, but going back to the Chiefs and their offensive, you know, the receivers... They, it might be a situation where they got to go through the running backs a bit more, yep. either by running the ball or giving him the ball in you know play action a bit more or yep. passing it or whatever needs to be done because I don't think the Chiefs can continue to rely on the receivers as much as they have because I don't think that they can – they just don't have it, it seems like. they could. You know, Tony had a great Super Bowl last year, but he was injured for most of the season. And, you know, first game of the season, he had his issues with drops that haven't really been fixed since. Yeah. So at this point, you gotta, you know, you've got the team that you have, unless some miracle walks into the door. You know, I don't know what that might be. Chiefs are gonna have to figure out a way, and I don't know if it's gonna happen. So, but on the other end of it, the Eagles they pulled out another game. Yeah. Right. That's huge for these guys too to be able to come back. They've how many games have they been in this year where they're not playing well? They're down a few points, and at the end of the game, they win by like a touchdown or a field goal or whatever the score might be. Right. Well, I think. Uh... What's his name? Hurt uh, Scott, uh, the most rushing uh, touchdowns in the time frame in the first four years. And he passed yeah. Cam Newton. Damn. And the funniest thing about that is, though, Cam Newton got, you know, that many years, like 34, 35 rushing touchdowns by this time. Yeah. But he got him, like, you know, hardcore touchdowns. Like, he's running through fucking defensive lines, tackles, fucking heavies, quarterback taking hits. And you know, on the other side, you got Jalen Hurts, so where you got two guys pushing push, pushing his ass cheeks into a fucking end zone most of the time, which is like, I think that stat is a little padded on Hurts' side because most of them are just, his butt cheeks are just getting thrown into the fucking end zone compared to a guy that's like driving full force, his body. He's, he's, he's not taking, but on top of that, even when I've seen Hurts play, he doesn't, even like, 
dude, I was at Cam Newton would run through dudes yeah. when he didn't have to. Yeah, he didn't have purposely to do he it. Purposely going to guys and <laughs> so he could talk. And look, if you looked at the end of his career, he had a lot of shoulder related issues because yeah. he would just go forward. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Hertz has has had has had his issues too, but not to the same impact like you're yeah. saying that. Uh, what is it? Cam Newton did so. You know they're. They have a good offensive line. They still have a good... Their pass rush is still elite with the, all the guys they've drafted over yep. the last couple of years. It's hard to run the ball on them. Obviously, you can throw the ball, but, yeah. you know, teams know this, and they're still... The Eagles only have one loss all year. Nine and one, I think, at this point, going into this week. So, uh, they're and they kind of have to keep winning just because they have Dallas yep. on their ass. Yep. You know, that's our next team we're going to talk about is that they've been fucking, you know kind of having to win all these games because Dallas has been playing. Like, everybody's looking at Dallas. Oh, my God, they're doing such a good game. Their game management, game plan, they've just been winning so hard. Mm-hmm. And all the memes are literally showing every game they win. It's like they're holding up a Super Bowl uh, trophy <laughs> in their hands. But it's, like, on the opposite side of it, they're playing against teams that are all under 500. Not a single team that they've played yeah. is a good team or a playoff contending team at all. So, you know, it's uh, kind of these false promises Right now for the fan base that, you know, we're not going to, you guys don't know what Dallas is really made up of until they play a team. Like imagine mm-hmm. them playing the Chiefs or the Eagles or somebody like that, where we're going to get to see like how good is Dallas. Cause Dallas usually ends up running into one of those teams in the playoffs. And that's not when you want to run into a really good team. You want to kind of know where you stand yep. and where your weaknesses are against these teams before you get there. And then you get your ass beat. And like they did, uh, last year with, uh, San Francisco, so that game. So again, they, I think they lost like 13 to 10. They're yeah. like a draw play for back. <laughs> nowhere. Nowhere. Was it that that might've been the year before? I think last year was the one where they threw it like ridiculously short of the first short. And it was like, they were the clock. It was like, you kind of had to, it was just like a typical Dallas, like, Hey, our defense played well, but our offense, no ship kind of game. Yeah. So, you know, they've had three losses all year. Which is really good, but when you break it down, one of those was to the Cardinals. Yeah. Which I, you know, that one looks a little more excusable just because it feels like every team loses one game a year where it's like, how the fuck did we get that game? Yeah. Which isn't surprising. But but the other two losses Dallas Dallas has had, one was the Eagles where they, you know, again, they couldn't get in at the goal line right at the end. Guy caught it a little short and then they got absolutely spanked by the 49ers in a game where, you know, everyone thought they might have had a chance. So, and all the other teams that have beaten have been below 500 teams. Yeah. They haven't beaten a team about 500 all year. No. And guess what happens in the playoffs? You typically play teams that are above 500. Yeah. And with the Dallas Cowboys history over the last, what, 30 years? Ever since the Super Bowl, pretty much? Yeah. Right? It's always been like, can we make it out of the second round? I don't even know if they're going to make it out of the first round this year. Yeah. Even because the team, whoever they're playing is going to be the team from the NFC South. So yeah. it'll probably be the... Most likely some combination of the Saints, Buccaneers, well, Panthers aren't going to make it. So, and then Falcons. And I think Dallas is capable of being all those teams. But also knowing Dallas in the playoffs, I could see them losing that too. Hell yeah. Because, you know, like fantasy stat-wise, their defense has put up, you know, more points than a lot of players have. Like in some players, we're talking like Chase and all these big-time receivers and stuff. They put up more points. So if you... Had a mediocre defense, I would have honestly probably seen them losing to a couple of those under 500 uh, yep, game teams because they scored uh, a bunch of touchdowns, which got them well above and they could sit back a bit. Whereas 
they would have had a lot more close games and maybe even lost a couple of games by having to rely more on their offense, which for Dallas, you don't want your offense out there uh, on the field as much as you want your defense. You trust your defense to be out there a little bit more and mm -hmm. just keep teams back and kicking uh, punts all day. Well, the you know, just speaking of the defense and a shout out to this guy, but uh, Blonde, you know, with his, what, fifth, I think? I think he broke the pick. Sixth yeah. record was fifth yeah. of the year. I mean, Trevon Diggs goes out with an ACL injury, and this guy just steps in, doesn't skip a beat, picking off guys, returning them for touchdowns. You know, he's still got Gilmore as the yeah. cornerback, so they still yeah, really got good. two. You know, most teams would be like, you have one good cornerback. These have three. Yeah. Three legitimate quarterbacks. Unfortunately, one got hurt and's out for season, the rest of the yeah. season, right? But again, I think for Dallas, you know, is they're gonna probably finish with eleven, twelve wins in the regular season, but it comes down to the playoffs to see what you can do. Can they finally beat, you know, a couple good teams and make I think to them making it to the semifinals would be the success. Yeah. The championship they have after to. the championship game. You have. To. But that's been like the thing for the last thirty years. They haven't yeah. made it back I think once since yeah. then, right? So you know, for them, but and I was just gonna say their schedule. You know, are they talking about the you know below five hundred teams? Here's the Dallas Cowboys schedule for the next five games. They play Seahawks at home next week, which I think they should win. Let yeah. Seahawks haven't been that great, yeah. but we'll see. Seahawks above five hundred team. Yeah. Then they play Philly. Follow that out by playing uh, Buffalo, and that's at Buffalo too. So that's gonna be a cold weather game against Buffalo. Yeah. Which. I don't know what team Buffalo is going to show yeah. off. They can be phenomenal. They can be the. I have no idea. Then they play Miami in Miami, and then they play Detroit, and then they finish off the season against Washington. Yeah. So these next five games are all about five hundred teams, and based on how they've done this year against about five hundred teams, yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out what version of the Dallas Cowboys we're going to have in the next five games because you're facing five potential playoff teams yep. in a row. So. Uh, anything else we want to talk about for we can do the you know the Hail Mary pick six by Javon Holland. Just a shout out to shout the, out to the Quidlam board, yeah. I think I believe, right? Yeah. So of course it's gonna happen versus the Jets. Yeah. Just the most <laughs> Jets thing ever, man. Yeah. Like most guys just knock it down or take a knee. This guy literally returned it on a all the way. <laughs> all the way through. He deked the quarterback out at the end too. Quarterback was going inside outside. Yeah. Um so that was, I mean, other than that, it was a pretty dud of a game. I mean, I think the Jets are slightly better with yeah. Wilson, but not by much. And they've got a couple big games this week. Uh, Eagles or Bills is probably one that I'm going to be looking forward to the most, just because I want to see are the Bills the Bills again, or was last week just a fluke because you end up playing yeah. the what do you call it the Jets, which every team on offense usually looks good by by the end of the game. Yeah. Um, I think that is it for yeah. this week's NFL. Uh, podcast so we're gonna come up with some fantasy next here and uh we'll be right back guys